It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Or when you work for Ben, you forget to put things on the schedule and drive him crazy. <laughs> now you go tell me when we start, don't you? Because I've listened to some of your podcasts, and a lot of your guests don't the hell know when they you're don't. starting. And that, that's Don, we started. We started. <laughs> we did not. We did. It's rolling right now. Yeah. You cut, you cut the, that, those cuss words out. Oh, yours are much gentler than a lot of the yeah. ones. Really coming from this one. Yeah, I'm Sometimes kind of the you're, worst. you're the most. Don is not surprised by that at all. No, so. I know you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Oh, my gosh. So, so a weird triangle of people, though. Like, mm-hmm. I've known Don forever, for 12 years or more. Oh, about 08. Is that yeah. when we first worked? And you together? said a cord, so. right? Yeah, a cord camera. In Gahanna? And no, no, this is in uh, on uh, High Street Clintonville. in Clintonville. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. At the, the, one of the big scrapbooking The scrapbooking stores. center. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was scrapbooking. That's another, that's another story. That yeah. Won't talk Man. About. So and also, it, Ben, I didn't tell you, but I know uh, someone who's in the music group with Jessica. Or, or mm. the mother of one of Jessica's You know partners. Amelia? Amelia. Okay. Okay. That's kind wrong. Of, well, yeah. we, we're acquaintances. Yes. I wouldn't mm. say we're friends yeah. or anything. Yeah. yeah. Facebook friends and all yeah. that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's Yeah. It's it's so weird. Like sometimes you go on and like, okay, let's see who this person. Oh my God. They know that person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like this weird overlap. But yeah. And, and you guys know mm-hmm. each other too. Yeah. But. Just figured yeah. it out through sort, sort of kind yeah, of yeah so. through your daughter and through wine through wine that's, Which, that's how you get to know you know what honestly it's I it's cannot weird. tell you it's, it's a social lubricant it <laughs> makes it sound disgusting you, you, <laughs> okay. you, hey you, you know what I didn't take it there <laughs> no but I and think, I'm the potty mouth around here you are here. the potty mouth around I just have a 15 year old well fuck maturity. that oh, okay geez, yeah, I'm sorry I, yeah, no I bad. think that honestly as, as dorky as it sounds wine does bring people together mm-hmm it does because people come out of the woodwork. I cannot tell you how many people I have met through doing four and a half years of that wine business. Yeah. You did it that long. I did it that long. This, if I had stayed um, April 1st, would have been my fifth year. Mm. And I still love it. I mean, I, I absolutely, every piece and part of it was beautiful. I'm just not a business person. Well, you, but you're theatrical background. I, I am. I mean, there were, I think that that's why it fits so well was because it's kind of what I already did anyway. Um, but now that I have I have my job with Catco, I'm very much fulfilled creatively, and I, I like to pour myself into that. So, I mean, I still drink wine. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not I mean, crazy I'm here. I mean, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I stopped drinking about two minutes ago. What? <laughs> well, give me we, all the rest of your supply. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've got something here. I mean, we'll pick it up we'll again after we leave. I'll, it's fine. I'll, you know, my, my wife's doctor told her she could only drink four to five ounces a day. And oh. I said, are you sure she said a day or at a time? Right. Because that sounds like a serving to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small serving, but okay. That's I fine. thought five ounces was a standard serving. Five ounces. Five, five, yeah. five ounces five in ounce a bottle. Four. There's yeah. 25 ounces in a bottle. Right. I still know too much about this. Well, I know uh, that too. Yeah. Why do I know that? And I'm not a wine connoisseur. I don't know. But that's good to know. They also fit in the Starbucks Trenta cups, which are an like entire big, bottle of wine. An entire though? bottle of wine fits inside one of the. It, there, I don't know what Trenta cups are used for because I don't do a lot of Starbucks. carrying an entire bottle of wine. Apparently, 
that's yeah. all you need it for. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don right, Scott, I'll, thank I'll you write so. That down. Yeah, right. go to Starbucks. Well, I don't go to Starbucks. No. I'd like one of your largest Whatever things filled fits with the wine, wine, please. Somebody posted something the other day that was like um, a bottle of wine fits in the cup holder of a treadmill, and I just thought somebody needed to know that. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Well, that works out too. <laughs> anyway, enough about wine. Don, how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm so excited that you're here. I want to hear your stories. But I mean, we did mention briefly that yeah. you and Ben know each other, but are you from Columbus originally? I am not. Where are you from? Uh, Virginia. Okay. The beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains, oh, which um, what city? Roanoke. Oh, wow. Gorgeous. Um, born, grew up there, yeah. lived there until I was 1985. Okay. I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, lived, my other favorite city. Lived there oh for four and a half years. And yeah. now I'm here. I've been here for 30 years. What, what, what brought you to Columbus from Charlotte? Jobs. Okay. Um, I've been in public. I was in public broadcasting for really? 32 years. What did you do? So after college, I got my degree in business administration. Okay. So I actually went to work mm-hmm. for a no longer existent federal agency called the Federal Home Loan Bank Board. Okay. And I worked out of Washington, D.C., but yeah. I did not live in Washington, D.C. Okay. I traveled okay. uh, all the time yeah. around the country. The Federal Home Loan Bank Board oversaw savings and loan mm-hmm. associations, okay. which at that time, a lot of them were failing. Mm. And so what the Federal Home Loan Bank Board did was found healthy savings and loans to merge with unhealthy, unhealthy savings okay. and loans. And our job, I was an auditor. Oh gosh. Our job was to go in after these mergers had been yeah. going on and audit the books to be sure wow. the healthy savings and loans wasn't screwing the government yeah. out of money because right. we we backed any losses they incurred yeah. by taking on the unhealthy Jeez. savings. I can't believe I'm talking about this. This is ancient. <laughs> this is years but it's ago. You. This is part of you. So um, I traveled around the country for okay. a year, lived out of a suitcase. Were you, um, were you married at that time? I was not. Okay. And that's kind of what brought me back to my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, who is also not from Columbus, she's mm-hmm. from Wisconsin, actually. <laughs> But we met in college. Okay. And, Where did you go to college? Uh, a small little church-supported school called Milligan College okay. near East Tennessee, in okay. East Tennessee. Yeah. In fact, um, we had library privileges at East Tennessee State hmm. because so we could go yeah. over there and use their yeah. library. So oh, wow. that was kind of interesting. My wife, who was, was um, from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. could have ended up going to the University of Wisconsin and yeah. Madison. Okay. But this was during the height of mm-hmm. uh, Vietnam, okay. anti Vietnam yeah. and protesting. Yeah. And she wanted, she wanted no that. part of it. She yeah. wanted to get as far away from okay. So she went to school in Tennessee. Wow. Mm. Eastern Tennessee can't get much further Seriously? than that. Yeah. Well, it's warmer for sure than Wisconsin. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, it's funny because, you know, I'm from Virginia and yeah. I guess I don't know if I do or not, but I think I still have a little bit of a Southern accent. In fact, when I moved yeah. to Columbus, I went to some office and I pronounced the word nine. And the lady said, will you say that again? Because I kind of stretched it out. <laughs> nine. 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 Yeah. nine. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was in drama in college, mm-hmm. my uh, drama, um, the head of the drama department 
said, I didn't have a Southern accent. I had an Eastern accent. But if you really? heard her accent, you could see oh, why she, she said, uh, oh, very she got much the Southern Eastern. accent. Very yeah. much Eastern And it Tennessee. is different. Yeah. The Appalachian accent is very different. And hers was more the, ap- the Appalachian she, accent the Appalachian. rather yeah. than yeah. the Deep South. Yeah. Wow. Goodness so anyway. gracious. So you were all over the place then. So anyway, so yeah. I, I traveled all for, I, I worked for the government for a year. Yeah. Uh, traveled all the way from Tampa, Florida to, we actually did a job in LA for four mm. days. Okay. Went to Lubbock, Texas, <laughs> San Angelo, Texas. Wow. Um, Cincinnati mm-hmm. was the last job I worked in. And that's okay. where we found out that the savings and load was indeed screwing the government out. Of- <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Good way to find kind of, out, right? <laughs> kind of, kind of interesting. Oh, wow. But um, then after that, I moved back to my hometown, got yeah. married, uh, went to work at the public television station there as then? a photographer and cinematographer. Really? So, How did that come to be, though? Because my I've been taking pictures. At photography it was my hobby okay. since I was about 10 years old. Really? You know, a couple years ago yeah. when yeah. I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this was back before equal employment opportunities. Right. So you didn't have to really prove that you really knew anything or was any right. better than anybody. Right. So I went and interviewed for the job and got it and pretty much did a lot of mm. learning wow. on the job. But we yeah. sh- primarily shot 16 millimeter film. Mm. Wow. That was back when public broadcasting were getting a lot of grants from mm-hmm. um, the government to do different things. Right. Like we did a lot of um, K through three programming mm. for education so we travel around the state of virginia shooting 16 millimeter film putting wow. it together so i did that yeah uh, for 10 years then mm. i moved over to the pr side of public okay. broadcasting did yeah. that for two more at, at the station in my hometown then got the job at a public tv station in charlotte okay did that for four and a half years yeah. and then took the job at wosu as Director of Marketing and Communications. And did that for 16 years. What year did you come to Columbus then? Uh, 89. 89. Mm. 89. So, yeah. This will be be my 30th year. My goodness. That's Mm. awesome. So, you worked for WSU and then then things changed. To put it politely, I got reorganized out of a job at the age of 55. And I thought, oh, gee. I'll find another great job in six months. You know, the employment community doesn't treat 55-year-olds very kindly, especially white males. I mean, Mm. nothing against anything else. It's just that's the way it is. But but it's basically an age thing, although there is no age discrimination in employment. Sure. We all all know that. (laughs) So that's how I ended up. Luckily, um, I had about a three-month stint. Got Mm -hmm. a lot of work done on my house, but Mm -hmm. got a job at... um, cord camera and i did start at the, the ill-fated cord camera at the, at the yeah. and that's Gaines when store. i changed his life uh, no uh, well, <laughs> well I mean, in, in a way <laughs> entered his life <laughs> entered his yeah ben provided a lot of good entertainment while we were working in the store shocker probably see. true right I'll yes I'll i see. i was much needed entertainment sometimes because <laughs> at that time i mean is cord camera still around no no, no. it's all gone right yeah no, in fact, uh, I was working at the Fifth Avenue store. The when, last day, when, right? The last day. I, th- two, I think I two, came in to see you. And two days after that, cleaning out oh, yeah. the store and everything. And Yeah, which is a real shame because it's one of those, like, I still, I, I feel like there is still space 
in Columbus for a place like Cord Cameron. There's Midwest yeah. Photo, which is still mm-hmm. great, but I and, mean, and Dodd Cameron, yeah, yeah. but like but, it was just Cord just didn't quite make the turn between film and digital, yeah. and right. that proved to be yeah. kind of the big downfall. They tried to latch onto things like scrapbooking and a few mm-hmm. other kind of ancillary things yeah. that were, I mean. Scrapbooking to me anyway was like the writing was on the wall with that. It was like, <laughs> it's like, this is why Al Qaeda hates us is because we've got people spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars <laughs> to make a single page of 12 by 12 with all these. I mean, cut. yeah, yeah I was like, I'm, I'm sure they hate us for many reasons, but that's, well, yeah, that's, 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 that's one on the list for that's sure. That's probably <laughs> in the top 10. And they scrapbook. It's awful. <laughs> scrapbooking. <laughs> I think that was Russian. Sorry. Was, um, <laughs> my, you know, I always was kind of, derogatory about scrapbooking. My wife says, why not? It's, it's an art scrap- form. Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I, I, I think it's a lovely art form for those who enjoy those who it. Enjoy. I'm well, less know, on, the, on board for it. <laughs> I, I try not to say anything bad about any art form because yeah. for me, art is a, a journey. Yeah. It's a personal thing. A mm-hmm. personal journey. Yeah. And, right. Um, that's kind of why I do different things in my mm-hmm. art now because uh, as a background in photography, I mean, I see so many beautifully, well-processed, perfectly processed photographs of landscapes on mm-hmm. the internet. Yeah. And you can go places like 500px and yeah, and it's like they all look the same mm-hmm. and it's like I don't yeah. make any bad comments about people who are following that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not my journey right, right. yeah right yeah when did you start getting into your own visual art like when was that uh, you've well, always been a photographer yes but i i guess i really started doing it as an art form probably back in around 2000 okay um you know i've i've done wedding photography mm-hmm. oh please never again <laughs> um, i've been a, i've done street photography i've done all sorts of photography okay over the years since, yeah. you know, two, since in the two year span since I was 10. Mm-hmm. But um, I really started trying to make it more of an art form and branching out from just a standard photograph, right. well taken yeah. photograph, yeah. and do different things with mm-hmm. it since about 2000. Okay. And I, I look back at some of the work I did then and said, oh, oh gee, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I look at some of the stuff I'm doing now and say, "Oh, geez, that's terrible." Yeah. Well, as every good artist does, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You just grow and yeah. go. Like I say, you go your own route, and what happens is happens. photography still your medium now. Yes, okay. e- everything I do, I, I do what I call a lot of mixed media work, yeah. which means I still work in pastels or pencils mm-hmm. or oil pastels, but yeah. everything is rooted and begins as a photographic image because. Mm-hmm. You know, I just recently took my first painting class. Really? And decided I should probably stick with mixed media. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we find out though, right? But it, it's, yeah, everything is rooted in the photographic image. So okay. anything I start from begins as either a digital or a scan of a print I have. Or mm-hmm. now I'm my next step, I've got tons of slides. I've shot slides. Mm-hmm. Remember slides? I do remember slides. Oh, slides. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. So I just bought a nice scanner that I'm going to scan some of those in and use wow. those as my basis mm-hmm. for okay. artwork. I yeah. mean, the problem I have is at my age, I've got more things I want to create and do mm-hmm. than I've got time, time left. <laughs> so, you know, maybe if I can totally ignore my home and my yard and my family, um, I can maybe He's get them done. He's not going to do that. <laughs> How do yeah. you know? Well, I'm not. Okay. Wow, I just got in trouble. Um, <laughs> you don't know. Me. You don't know me. Watch what I do. No, I know you won't because I know you won't. Well, yes, ask my wife. She probably thinks I ignore her enough already. <laughs> we wives are good at that. We like the guilt factor. Mm. Yeah. So you have a studio, a gallery of your own now. No, just, your, just, your, on, just uh, online. Yes, but that's mm. yours. But, but also I um, manage a small art space at Highline Coffee Company in Worthington. In fact, I just came from there before okay. we did this. Oh, that's where you got caffeinated. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, so, How is that? Well, here, that all started, um, again, it all has to do with connections. Yeah. Uh, a guy I used to work with at WOSU, mm-hmm. um, he worked in the IT department. Uh, Facebook booked me a few years ago and said, how would you like to hang your photography in oh, cool. his wife's coffee shop? Okay. And I said, that's great. I didn't even know your wife had a coffee <laughs> shop. Yeah. So she'd been open for about half a year. She okay. started in October. Of mm-hmm. what? She's been there for three years now. Okay. So I said, sure. Because she's, she's always wanted to feature local, local. artists yeah. in the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Now, the space is only a 10-foot wall okay. by about three feet high. So yeah. we're talking, we call it, um, I promote it as calling an intimate art space <laughs> meaning very small <laughs> but i said sure i'll do yeah. it so when i was taking my exhibit down she asked me she said how would you like to make this your space mm. your gallery oh wow well i think what she had in mind that i would just show my artwork there mm-hmm. month after month because basically she was focusing on getting her coffee shop going right and didn't really have time to try to find somebody to hang art on the wall yeah. every month yeah. and um i said well how about doing this? Because I'm like a lot of artists, well, maybe like some artists, I don't crank stuff out, yeah. I mean, especially as a photographer. It's not, like, want to, it's not like I'm going down to cord camera and say, okay, give me a bunch of eight by tens. I'm going to frame these. And right. That's not the way I work. I'm, I'm very protective of my work and yeah. it has to be just right. And mm-hmm. I was doing stuff outside of just your standard photography. Right, right. So I said, how about this? How about if I get artists in for you? Oh, wow. So it all turned out that I now have this fancy title, director of Ooh. the Highline Coffee Art Space, but it basically nice. means I'm lining up artists. And but you're making a dream possible for people that. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. I, I yeah. and I know for for a young artist, that's probably. Well, I had amazing. a selfish reason for doing it too, because <laughs> I had been away. I, I love art and artists. Yeah. As crazy as some of them are. We are. Yeah. But, you know, I'm normal, but everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But, <laughs> but so I really wanted to reconnect with artists in the yeah. art community. Yeah. So this was a way to do it. It's a labor of love. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do set up a commission yeah. basis, but that's only if something sells. Uh, the coffee shop is actually, she's had no really no seating area to speak of except for two little window seats. But okay. Starting 
she's been working on this for months. They she's expanding into a space next door. They actually okay. hmm. made a big eight foot opening in the wall, and oh, so wow. she's ex- she's leaving her basically equipment and plumbing mm-hmm. where it is because she can't afford to move it to the new space. Yeah. So they're moving it in. Oh, wow. And so now she's going to have a nice seating area. Good. So now the art space is moving as well. We've got, now we've got space. 10 feet by four feet to work <laughs> in. So we do have a little bit bigger. Yeah. That's great. That, that's, that's and I've already got, though. I've already got artists scheduled through 2020. So how long does each artist have their work? Well, uh, this past this past year in 2018, we did uh, two month okay. shows. Yeah, but we're going back to one month yeah. shows, yeah. So, huh. which makes more work for me because I do a lot <laughs> with my background in marketing communications. Yeah. I do a lot of marketing. Yeah, like I write right. press releases. Okay. Yeah, I put together all the visuals, yeah. the graphics. Yeah. We do posters. And, so they're lucky to have you because that's like that yeah, specialized that's stuff. I mean, that's like you got to you know, know what you're, you're doing. doing. Yeah. You're not just the artist. Yeah. You sure. know the background. <laughs> sure, sure I do. That's right, Krista. <laughs> of course I do. He's being very self-effacing, which is yes, Dawn. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, okay. So like, I mean, I, 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 it was honestly like within the past several years that I knew that you were, that you, you, you produced your own art. And like, I mean, even when we worked together at Cord, I knew you took photo, you know, photographs and, yeah. and that sort of thing, but I didn't know that you were. An artist, and well, and I, you kind of kept it sort of quiet. Yeah, yeah, I don't make a big <laughs> yeah. deal about it. You don't Plus, have T-shirts that say I'm an artist, because <laughs> I have those as an actor. There are. Well, I just have one that says I'm with stupid. And, <laughs> <laughs> and depends on who I'm who walking with. Yeah, right, right, right. No, I don't have yeah. any. T- I don't. Oh, no, I, I don't have that T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, so I don't know. I mean, like, where where do you draw your inspiration from? Yeah. Well, it goes back to where I grew up. I mean, mm-hmm. all of my, all, most of my inspiration comes from nature. Mm-hmm. If you read my artist statement on my website, it says, you know, it's all nature creates the art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just interpret just, it in a yeah. non-representational way. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I don't consider myself an outdoorsman. I don't mm-hmm. camp. I don't fish. Yeah. I walk. I don't hike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the biggest source of most of my work are the metro parks, particularly mm. yeah. Inniswood Metro oh, Gardens, which is fairly close to my yeah. house, mm. um, Sharon Woods in the whole Westerville, Gahanna mm. area. Yeah. But nature is my source of emperor and my my resource. If there weren't, yeah. if there wasn't nature, I'd probably be taking pictures of buildings, I guess, <laughs> yeah. you know, which yeah. I have done too. Right. Yeah, but but. It, and I think that all goes back to bring, being brought up in the Blue Ridge Mountains yeah. and just appreciate. Surrounded and you know what? When I moved, I probably didn't fully appreciate even those until yeah. I moved to Charlotte, oh. yeah. which is more yeah. in the Piedmont right. area. Yeah. No yep. mountains. You got to go to Asheville is the closest yeah. mountainous region. Yeah. So you, I love North Carolina. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just going to clutch my, clutch my pearls. <laughs> anyway. Um, and beautiful pearls they are. No, they're too, not. But yeah, I think they're fake plastic. Um, sorry. Anyway. But, but that's probably where it all started. But yeah. moving to Charlotte, uh, I said, man, I never took the Blue Ridge Mountains, appreciated yeah. them as much as I should right. have. Because when I was working at the public television station in Roanoke, some days I'd drive up to the Blue Ridge Parkway mm-hmm. mm. for lunch because right. we were that close. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, it, and, but it's now. Funny when, when you're surrounded yeah. by it that you kind of forget it. And then, of course, out here in Ohio, mm. um, <laughs> 
what, what can I say? We're right. Close. There's nothing but to you, see. <laughs> but you know no, I what? I mean, people do joke about it, but that's that's one of the things I want to do is it, my art. I want people, I think we live in such, and you can talk about now or back mm-hmm. in the 60s or yeah. whenever, we live in a chaotic world that we're so focused on trying to make a living and mm. bringing up children that yeah. we don't stop. And I, you know, I don't want to use the old cliche to smell the roses or even look at the roses, but But that's what I'm trying to get people to do. Because a lot of my work are extreme, start from extreme close-ups where you see the veins and leaves or petals that people don't even see. And I want them to, if they see it in my work, but I want them to go out in nature and look at it and really appreciate what, what. I mean, it, it just surprises me every day of how all of this happens and how it comes back every spring after mm-hmm. frigid yeah. temperatures. Right. And here it is popping up out yeah. of the ground it's, again. And, it's so yeah. easy to complain about, like, winter. But, like, one of my favorite parts about winter is the absence of winter, the negative space that surrounds winter. <laughs> yeah. Because then you get to see, like, winter go away and start becoming warm and bright and colorful and cheerful and yeah. and then last all summer long in the beautiful green lushness. And then it turns – I mean, like, yeah. you don't – like, Ohio, it's flat. It's featureless for the most part. But, I mean, we have beautiful seasons. Well, you walk, very distinct seasons. You walk through Inniswood, for example, oh, and, and yeah. what you see in the winter is – leaves on the american beech trees they're still hanging there in their monotone brown color and it's like how does that happen yeah why does that particular not go yeah why does that tree always (laughs) every year we walk through the parks in the winter and there are those beech leaves hanging on and i have yet to get a decent shot that i'm happy with Mm. because it's showing those leaves but it's just it's just amazing to me but you know i i i'm not I'm terrible at science. Hmm. I practically flunked chemistry in high school. I didn't do very well in biology. Hmm. It's not that I want to. I'm just curious about a lot of things, but I'm an expert at absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Including art, photography, or anything else. I'm yeah. just, I just, I, I just, just love it. I, just, I feel like that's a healthy attitude to have, to be honest with you. you. I really I like it. It's great to be hyper specialized and be amazing at the yeah. one thing, but. And there's so many different things to try and right. just so many different things to play with. And, and yeah, and well, that, that's more wonder have, that what way. What few speaking engagements I've done to groups like photography groups mm-hmm. or anything, I make it clear, you know, this is my opinion. This is the yeah. way I do things. I, If I leave you with one idea that you can use in your journey and whatever you're trying to do in your creative journey, that's yeah. great. But I'm not trying to tell you how to do anything because... Heck, I'm still trying to figure mm-hmm. out how right. to do but stuff. But I think that that gives a lot of creative freedom that is required for visual artists, you know? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. When you, okay, this is a weird question, but I'm, I'm an You actor. always say that in your podcast. I've listened to so many and you always <laughs> say, this is a weird question. And that's, now fear has just been instilled in my heart. It's in like the year. No, um, you're, you're going to ask me something that I'll sit here for half an hour and finish, think about. That's okay. That's why we can edit time. You can edit. I'll oh, make... I never thought about that. You can edit. We, no, we rarely do. We don't want to. Okay, so my weird question, and this is something that I do think about because I think in the mind of, of an actor, like what sort of emotions, feelings, what do you sit in 
when you are taking photography. When you're taking the actual picture, are there emotions that are there? Or does that come after when it's printed and you see like, oh, this made me feel blah, blah, blah? No, because here's the funny thing is, you know, and this is probably one reason I kind of um, was glad to get out of selling photography equipment Mm -hmm. because um, I'm not sure if this is going to answer your question, but this is something I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, the big thing in photography and and even in in video businesses, Mm -hmm. 4K, and now they're even talking about 8K and sharp, 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 sharp. Mm -hmm. And I'd have customers in a cord camera. They want to know, well, what's the sharpest lens? And Mm -hmm. what a lot of my work now originates from an image that was shot on a little simple, fairly low not necessarily low res, but small yeah. sensor size point and shoot camera mm-hmm. that I then come back, actually turn the whole thing of sharpness and non and pixels on its head. Yeah. And I actually expand the pixels to make them even worse than they already are right. to create this very abstract mm. image. Mm. Yeah. And so to answer your question, what inspires me to take the picture that's more I'm just looking for a visual, something that is pleasing, something that seems mm-hmm. like makes a composition. All of my work I'm doing now is square. Okay. And so when I shoot pictures on a rectangle image, mm-hmm. I try to back off enough that I know I can crop. Right. And a lot of times right. I will take that little point and shoot image that if you know anything about photography, it's not a highly, highly high res sometimes right and actually crop the heck out of that picture until it's even more low res than it is already and expand Hmm. those pixels okay to make them in fact let's show some pictures here on the podcast so i can tell you what i'm talking (laughs) about yeah (laughs) no we should yeah now how do you do that well in the show notes we'll provide a link to your (laughs) to your gallery and do you I mean, kind of along the same lines, like, do you know when you're looking at something, that's what I want to photograph? Or does it just kind no. of come to you? No. Okay. Um, I mean, the thing, that's the beauty, I will say, between film, using film and mm-hmm. shooting digital, I know there's a big resurgence in film, and I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. Not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so, never want to be in a dark room again. Yeah. Dark room, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Lost probably half of my sense of smell, smelling <laughs> oh, those chemi- chemicals. I love digital yeah. photography because, yeah. one, being a cheap sort of person, I can shoot as many pictures as I want. It's costing me nothing but my time. Yeah. Right. And I love printing on a digital printer just mm-hmm. as much as I did seeing images come up in the darkroom. Yeah. So basically, I'm just walking through the park, just seeing things. I'm thinking, is this going to be anything? Well, probably not. I'll shoot it. I'll look at it later. Okay. And so, you know, there's thousands of images that I will never do anything with. In fact, that's the other thing. I've shot so many images of nature um, over the years and the years we've lived here in Columbus even Mm -hmm. that I probably would never have to leave my house (laughs) ever again, walk never walk in any park, Mm. see any, take any image ever. And I've got plenty of resources for what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. Now that may change, but that still doesn't stop me from some days. I don't take a camera, but I've got that phone and that some of my images that I've actually created art pieces come from the phone. It has a lot of limitations, I think. 
Right, that but you're still able to get. And well, and like you know, from I mean, from the era like where we were still at court, like the the idea of oh, you're taking pictures on your phone, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's that's dead now because mm-hmm. like I shoot commercials that I put on television yep. with my iPhone. Do you? Yeah, and it's because the, the 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 sensor in it is amazing. It's I can shoot 4K. There's just things you have to do to kind of adapt it so that it, you can get the different lenses and that sort of thing. Right. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean. 4K is so many pixels to work with, and it's such a huge image in moving. That it's yeah, I mean, it's like you can knock it, but they're terrific, and everybody well, has one with them. And I've yeah. been, I've thought maybe I should try to work with somebody who has much more experience and capability on using a phone as a camera mm. to learn a few techniques. Because again, there are some limitations for me depth of field, focusing, those yeah. things. Yeah. Of yeah. course, I'm using a three-year-old Android phone, <laughs> right. so right. it's not like it has yeah. all the bells and whistles. But I'm not sure I want that because I, I'm still using other cameras. I still have my digital SLRs, but mm-hmm. <laughs> amazingly yeah. enough, I r- right now, I rarely get them out. Yeah. Which I mean, is, well, what's better? Like a really nice digital SLR from a few years ago. They have to keep updating the body on because the technology goes and that sort right. of thing. Or having a camera in your pocket that's capable of doing everything that you need and, and yeah. all the software to do everything you need. Well, it's, I, yeah. It's, it's hard to look at that and brush it aside. Well, anymore. I got rid of a digital SLR uh, a few years ago that um, uh, I think it was can't remember the megapixels, but it got very uh, noisy after an ISO of 400. Mm. So uh, I was talked into trading that in for a better digital SLR. Yeah. Can you translate and SLR for single lens reflex? Oh, we can translate the hell out of Inter- that well, stuff. Well, that's what I need. Like. <laughs> Interchangeable lenses. Okay. It's a camera so kind of where you take the lens off the front of the camera. But it, but an SLR also is different than a mirrorless. Right. Camera, which also has interchangeable. Mirrorless. 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 An SLR, there's it, the it light comes in the front, bounces off two mirrors so that it goes yeah. into your eye. A mirrorless goes directly to the sensor, right. and when you are looking at it, you're it's you're basically what your phone is. Yeah, yeah, you're seeing exactly what the source is. Okay. Um, you're still seeing that with an SLR, but you're getting the actual light rather than the digital image of what you're seeing okay. through it looking Thank through you. the viewfinder. Yes, Thank because a digital SLR, you're. It's an optical viewfinder yeah. mm-hmm. and mirrorless or digital viewfinders. And I'm old school enough to, I just couldn't, I thought, I looked into get, getting the mirrorless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, no. like, I like optical. Like, I, I mean, I There's grew a lot up of advantages in the film and everything like that. I don't like viewfinders. I've never liked viewfinders. I can't see correctly through them. Maybe I have a big mm. nose or something like that. I don't know. And my face presses against well, we, it. We won't get into all <laughs> That's the next podcast. <laughs> so, but uh, but no, like I, I I like the I like seeing the screen. I like the big bright kind of just image of you know. But it, some people are different about the way I like seeing. So anyway, I traded kind of. in that old digital SLR that was noisy, and yeah. then I regretted it because I actually that's something else I incorporate back mm-hmm. into some of my pictures. The is noise, even more noise than really? the the image yeah. is creating initially. Huh. It's, yeah. It it's basically. Just a way to cover up errors well, and lack of 
bad, bad focus. You talk about people who shoot like 4K and 8K footage. The first thing they do with the 4K and 8K footage, which is captured as perfectly as possible in a narrow range of like exposure and everything like that. So it's all kind of grayed out. The first thing they do is introduce all kinds of things to degrade the image down so that it mm. looks more like you see in film. Well, when I worked at WOSU, um, a couple of the documentaries we did at yeah. WOSU all shot on video. Mm -hmm. They took them out to L.A. at this place you probably know about, Ben, called mm -hmm. Film Look. Uh -huh. And they convert it to make it look more like film, film. which is not as sharp as video. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so strange. It's, uh, it's, it's is that just, I mean, is that... Like digital came out to kind of make the image better, right. and now we're going. Now we it looks back. too we good. Like we're it. scaling it back. It's the idea is more control of what the image actually looks like, and that's that's the whole thing. Is like yeah. you want to make it look a particular way because there's certain kinds of film that looks more I don't know nostalgic or mm -hmm. looks a particular way, yeah. and you want to try to replicate that Do as you much think as that you that's, can. That's just. Like the beauty is in the eye of the beholder kind of thing. Well, here's a little piece of trivia that okay. Ben probably already knows too. Okay. I'll if shut you up remember, on it. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember the Bob Newhart show yeah. that aired in the what seventies, eighties, mm -hmm. uh, the first season they did on videotape. Okay. And Bob said, "I don't want to do videotape anymore. I don't like the look of mm. it." So they, every other, ep mm. uh, I think what seven seasons after that, or however many seasons, shot they shot on, on film. film. I did not know that actually. That's yeah. that's interesting. And if you look at the first season, it has a totally different yeah. look and feel. Yeah. Well, huh. there's a significant difference between like, especially early video, like true video rather than film, that looks significantly different. And it was lines of resolution versus actual resolution. And I mean, it's there's yeah. Well, now the way I understand it, and you certainly know about this, I don't understand. But sometimes you see, is it the way the the digital image is transmitted on television that sometimes even something shot on film can almost look like it's video because of the, the, it's, the rate. There's a, there's a frame rate frame thing rate. that happens. Mm -hmm. um, like film films are generally shot at 24 frames right. per second, um, which is, it gives a very specific film look. And then versus uh, like video is 29 Point nine seven frames per second, which sounds like a nothing of a of a difference, but it's enough to give it just a little bit more of a smooth quality. Now, my biggest question there is yeah. why couldn't it be thirty frames rather than twenty nine? That would be fantastic, <laughs> and you know what? That's an option that I can <laughs> that I can get into. But like, uh, then you look at something that's shot like in in Europe, like in in Britain or something like that, and generally they shoot those at like sixty frames per second, which looks very soap opera-y and very kind of fluid and smooth. And like, if you tried it a couple of years ago when they released the Hobbit movies, they released them at mm. 60 frames per second and it looked weird. It was, it didn't look wrong. It just looked weird because everything was it's moving too, too flat. Yeah, it was well, too flowy. Isn't it true, speaking of British, uh, a lot of their earlier television stuff, didn't they shoot interiors were shot on film mm -hmm. and or video and exteriors were shot on the other? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why? Because film can go outside of a studio, and at the time, video was not great about being mm. transportable. I think okay. um, faulty yeah. towers, yeah, I think for example. Highest, highest synth bouquet. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And huh. it's because, like, taking a film camera out, like, most of those, were, like, the old school, like, manual cameras didn't require batteries or anything like mm. that other than to run, like, the light inside it, yeah. you know, versus, like, the, you know, anything that's shot in studio or shot on the big, heavy studio video cameras. So, yeah, hmm. it's just kind of a, it's a transition point between 
technologies. Strange. Yeah. See, I told you, I'm curious about a lot of stuff and know nothing about anything. <laughs> I'm the same way. It's totally fine. So. Do you, where do you see yourself going as an artist? Do you? Have... Oh, I'm, I'm planning on going home after this okay. is over. So, um, okay. That, that's, uh, <laughs> beyond that, though. <laughs> after that. I mean, um, it's going to be dinner time pretty okay. soon. I, okay. I do have and certain. then probably bedtime, usually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you don't know him. <laughs> Actually, or, yeah. I don't know, casinos and I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I don't know where I'm going. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I, right now... Um, my work has transitioned to abstract. Yeah. Uh, before, I was kind of making these pretty flower pictures. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, one of my former employers say, why, why do you take flower pictures? They're just so common. I want to say, are you crazy? There's nothing common about flowers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody and his brother take flower pictures. And I, I try to make them more. I don't have artful. a brother, and he doesn't. <laughs> I just want to let you know that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but they do. I mean, but, but so yeah. I, I, and I get tired, I get bored easily. So okay. the, what I've, um, it's interesting because running the, um, the little art space at the coffee shop, mm-hmm. I, I see myself in two roles, you know, I'm yeah. an artist, but I'm also kind of a gallery director. So right. I, I do right. a lot of reading about how, um, you know, full-time gallery owners mm-hmm. run their business. Yeah. And, you know, one thing they always talk about, at least the ones I read, say, if you ever want to have your work accepted at a gallery, you have to have a consistent look mm. and style. Okay. And that's why I think I will never be accepted at a gallery because mm. I I go all over the ballpark right. too much. Right. Um, like, for example, some of my recent... Um, mixed media work i did a series called patchwork dreams where and this is one series of pictures that actually originated from the ceiling of a of a the center in the square which is back in my hometown in roanoke so it's not nature oriented so i i did a lot of weird stuff to that then added pastels and then Mm -hmm. uh found some buttons because the once i got fixed it reminded me of quilts and okay my mother um you know quilts were a big thing in yeah. in the south right. and probably maybe more than just the south but and my mother uh late in her life before she passed away was part of a quilting group mm. and quilted and all yeah. of that so i found some old buttons um mm. uh, that i inherited from her and so i oh, attached cool. a button onto this image yeah and so i have this series called patchwork um, dreams. Mm. But then I also just created a series called Chaos Inside Out, hmm. which I took images um, from nature, yeah. altered their hue, their saturation, their zoomed in on them, right. made the pixelated, right. and then took acrylics and seed beads, which I didn't even know what seed beads what were. And they're little tiny beads you find at a craft store that mm-hmm. people, they have a little hole in them and you put them on a thread to make okay. jewelry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know what they were, but I was looking for something to express what I was trying to express, mm-hmm. chaos in my right. in my images. Yeah. I also, for the first time, used glitter, which I have an artist friend, which she found mm. that quite humorous. <laughs> she uses glitter a lot in her yeah. work, and yeah. it's like, 
oh my gosh, what have I come to? I'm using glitter. <laughs> Almost felt like we were back in scrapbooking <laughs> oh, days. Well, and like I when this is a far cry from that. Uh, in my freshman year at CCAD, a student brought in a a, a piece of work for a class that she had put glitter on, and mm. the teacher ripped it to shreds and just was really? like, "This is not arts and crafts. This is." Art. See, and, so, and, so and, where and, is the it, fine line well, between but that's, craft? But that was also in 1998, and like, and now I feel like I mean, glitter is so ubiquitous. You can get it that you know it comes in a lotion, and you put it on your skin, and it's. I mean, so <laughs> oh, really? Let me write that yeah. down. I may want to use. You that would look great works. with glitter. <laughs> yeah, just get a, um, just get a wad of lotion and rub it on a photo. See what happens. But uh, but it, like nowadays, like that's not so strange anymore mm-hmm. to include glitter. You know, and it's. There's there's a lot of applications that that it makes a lot of well, sense. Well, not when you're talking about mixed media work, right? Yes, yeah. talking like well, for example, this series I did, I also put a, a gold thread on mm-hmm. it. I mean, and then painted it with acrylic medium to to get the pieces on. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, do you like acrylics? Um, yes, because I'm lazy and they're easy to clean up. Yeah. I don't like acrylics because they dry too fast. That okay. is, that is, yeah. I have, uh, like I said, I have so many ideas. I want to try doing some, um. You should try my, gouache. Have you tried gouache before? No. Gouache is a really good paint because you can keep it nice and wet and malleable. Well, you know, you can put, uh, uh, uh what do they call? Uh, it just escapes me. Something in the acrylics. Like linseed oil or something like well, that? Yeah. In the mm. acrylics to to, to slow it. their drying yeah. time. Yeah. But I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. But I want, uh, one thing I want to try to do are monotypes where you actually paint an image on glass or oh, okay. acrylic yeah. and then yeah. you print, turn it over and roll it down on or yeah. to put the paper on top yeah. of it yeah. and huh. make a, a one-off monotype. Yeah. yeah. Um, but huh. I don't think you can, retarder, that's the word I was looking mm. for. Mm. I'm hoping retarders and acrylic yeah. Paint might allow me to do. Yeah. You just learn to work fast. And yeah, I don't have a problem. With yeah, that. yeah, but, so. yeah. I, I, I mean, I've worked with gouache. I've worked with oils. Oils are a pain in the ass. But, I mean, if you're if you're a committed artist, oils are great. Well, when but, I took this painting class, some yeah. of us were painting with oils, some with acrylics, mm-hmm. and I again I appreciated acrylics because they're easy cleanup and. They're also and, not toxic, which is exactly, pretty big point. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but then acrylics or oils have this, have some qualities. It has like, something to it. Like, for example, the, the instructor was showing how we could uh, wipe off certain parts of our, mm-hmm. we'd, we'd put down a thin undercoat, yeah. okay. underpainting, and then wipe off part of that for later. And it's mm-hmm. like. Uh, you can't do that with acrylics. By the time I yeah. get my undercoat on, I'm happy with it's dried on. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's permanent <laughs> now. Yeah, <laughs> foundation who, is set. Yeah. Who are your favorite artists? Uh, well, I've, and the impressionists have always mm. uh, influenced me a lot. Okay. Um, particularly Van Gogh, mm-hmm. Monet. Yeah. Um, just recently saw yep. a movie that Willem Dafoe played Van Gogh. Yeah. yeah. Called mm-hmm. At Eternity's Gate. Yes, yeah. I think that sounds right. Beautiful yeah. movie. Okay. And of course, it kind of leaves you hanging at the mm. end because did he actually commit suicide mm. or not? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the impressionists. I've always been impressed by the impressionists. <laughs> they are um, impressive. <laughs> uh, I I love the impressionists. Um, but uh, uh, someone Ben and I were talking about earlier, David Hockney, okay, who has is a 
has done photography work mm-hmm. where he does composite work. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen his Polaroid work where he shoots little parts of an image and they don't have to match perfectly. Right. And then he puts them in the mosaic to make the painting. There's oh a, gosh. there's a great book you should see. I think it's called camera works and mm-hmm. all of his work are, and, and it's not just Polaroids four by six prints. Yeah. You take images like we take about what? 100, 150 different little images of this room yeah. with mm. us in it. Right. And then overlay them and they'd be kind of a little Picasso-like. Yeah, but it not, becomes something. But it yeah. becomes an wow. image. So he did a whole series on those. That's going to take and, a while. And I used to do a lot of work, in, uh, which is kind of sad too, a lot of work in Polaroid photography. Okay. I wouldn't do a Polaroid SX-70 mm. uh, photographs and manipulate them with... Okay. Um, uh, knitting needles or dental tools mm. because really? the emulsion between the layers of acetate mm-hmm. are kind of like toothpaste and take really? a few hours to set up. Now, of course, Polaroid is no longer there now. And now there's the impossible project, which has brought the film back, mm. but it's kind of different. I yeah. haven't really tried it yet. Huh. And also you can cut those apart yeah. um, and take some of the emulsion off and paint on them. I've done mm. that. And another thing that I really am going to miss is doing uh, what's called Polaroid transfers, the old pull and peel type yeah. of Polaroid yeah. where you um, take the picture or expose it in some way. Rather than waiting 60 seconds for it to expose as normal, you pull it apart in about 10 seconds. You toss the print to the mm-hmm. side. You take, you take the, the negative. Oh, okay turn it down on a piece of either damp or dry watercolor like yeah. paper roll That's it with a brayer and you get an instant what's called an image transfer yeah. which i have a few of those mm-hmm. in my collection which right. i can't really make anymore mm-hmm. even fuji was making some of the film and they weren't making any money on it so they stopped making it so huh. but now i'm making i scan those in and make mm-hmm. prints and yeah do different things with wow those. So going back to other ph- photographers or artists, um, mainly the impressionists have made or, or, um But I would say, you know, even some of Willem de Kooning, for example, um, I like his work. I, I like a lot of artwork. Yeah. Um, can't really get into the old masters. I mean, I appreciate what they do. That's right. one, one thing I learned in um, the painting class. Our instructor said, Mona Lisa is actually probably about 40 layers of paint, not over the whole part, really? yeah. but certain parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I don't have that kind of patience to work uh, on a painting. No. For, for, but, well, that's I mean, an I, obsessive level of patience. But, but that's I, why he's... But I, appre- yeah. I appreciate the old masters. Don't get yeah. me wrong about mm-hmm. that. And, yeah. and the, I mean, I just can't imagine yeah. back in that long ago right. that they were that good yeah. with no... You know, where did they get their training from? How did they learn they, how to paint like that? <laughs> really, probably. So that that's amazing huh. to me. I mean, sometimes I feel like, no, nah, I'm not an artist. I'm just some guy out there fooling around with stuff that's <laughs> easy, to, easy, to that. easy. That to, is literally easy, how all artists feel. Yeah. Easy uh, even, to the, even the great matters, masters felt that. Well, you know, that yeah. that's the other thing. A lot of people say, I'm not creative. I can't draw a straight line. No. I say, well, then draw draw a crooked yeah. line. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. every, well, plenty of straight lines. everybody yeah. has a, and I think what prevents them from doing it is fear. <laughs> and, well, no, it's, yeah. it's fear because, you know, when we were kids, we drew, yep. your kids draw, yep. and 
they're being expressive. Yep. So, right. But somewhere along the way, they're going to say, oh, you didn't color inside the line yeah. or, yeah. you know, you're stifled. You don't sound good. Yep. I remember in this, I'm sorry, this is somewhat related to what you did. No, in, no. in kindergarten. Um, I remember I, I went into kindergarten. We were One of the things we were doing was coloring. And I remember I sat there and I didn't color in the lines. And, you know, and the teacher was like, and why does that not surprise you're us? You're not doing this right. You're supposed to be. And she sat down and she like showed me for like 20 minutes how I'm supposed to color inside the lines. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is boring. I don't want to yeah. do this. And, you know, this, now, <laughs> now right. I don't color in the lines. I don't like coloring in the lines. Rules are dumb. I don't know if your kids have it. And I don't know if you've seen, there's a book called The Dot. That huh. is one of our, it's a kid's book. It's huh. one of our very favorite books. And the little, the main character, her name is Vashti. Her art teacher asks her to draw something. And she's like, I can't draw. And so she leaves the paper blank. Yeah. And so, you know, the teacher, of course, says, oh, is that a a snowman in a snowstorm? And then she said, just put something on the paper. And the the little girl's so mad, she just slams a dot in the middle of the paper. And the art teacher goes, now, one more thing. I need you to sign it. (laughs) And she has her sign her name on it. And then the next day, the art teacher has placed it behind her in, like, the, the framed... And so the little girl gets mad. She's like, well, I can do better than that. And so she creates all of these pictures of dots, different colors, different sizes. And before you know it, of course, she has a full gallery set up of all of these dots. Yeah. And at the end, I'm spoiling the end. Sorry, I love this book so much. Yeah. But the little, there's a little boy that comes up and he says, I'm not an artist. I could never do what you do. How do you do it? And she says, it's very simple. He said, but I can't draw. And she gives him a piece of paper. And she says, just put something on the paper. And he draws a squiggly line. She says, now sign it. And it's that to me is like everybody yeah. does have that in there yep. somewhere. Hundred percent. It well, just takes one person to be ninety percent of it is just putting your name on it. It literally yeah. is. It's just saying this is mine. This, is mine. this represents what I have in me. Right. And it's shocking how many people you can reach. Well, going right. back to using a phone as a camera, my wife, um, she started taking pictures, and again. Mm-hmm. She's someone else. She has lots, she has lots of abilities. Yeah. And I think, you know, some type of art ability is mm-hmm. there, but again, she says, no, I don't have it, mm-hmm. but she started taking pictures. Yeah. And, and now she, she will sit at home on her phone for hours editing the pictures on the phone. Huh. And she says, look at the monster you've created. <laughs> and I said, this is great. It this is. is great. So. And if there's a passion behind it. I mean, I I believe that's why there are so many art forms and there are so many because somebody out there says, yes, that makes me feel this. I connect with this. This makes me feel more human. Right. I think we just said in the last podcast, without mm-hmm. art, there is nothing. There's no life. And there's that's, nothing. Yeah, there's it's truly cold nothing. And empty. Yeah. That, that's interesting when I'm looking on real estate sites of homes because we've toyed with the idea of moving to a condo, but anyway, mm. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Even over the years, yeah. you look at people's homes and sometimes you see no art yeah. on the walls. Right. That and no bookshelves with books on them. Mm. Those are the two things that I'm just like, how are you living? Yeah, I mean, like how, I mean, well, we you... may be getting rid of our bookshelves. We're, we're starting to become allergic to dust and they seem to be a great uh, dust collector. Do. So, yeah. yes. and books are right in here. In that's, the very phone you, that's very true. That's very true. No. Yeah. I still like the turn the pages. I I still need the the tangible feel to it when I read. One night, Jess was reading a book, and I watched her try to swipe up on the book, and and I watched her do it, and she went. And I was like, "Did you just do what I think you just did?" She's like, "Yes." Yeah. 
So tell us the address of where the, where your art is, uh, the coffee shop. Oh, the coffee shop uh, is at 693 High Street in Worthington. Okay. Right it's called High, High, Highline? Highline Coffee Highline Company. Coffee. Is your Car- art up there now? Not now. You're featuring well, other artists. At yes, this point. it was there before they put that big hole in the wall in okay. January and February. But, but we can find your art. DonScottGallery.com. Yeah. Can mm. people purchase through there? No, they can contact me. I, okay. That's you know, that's the other thing about having a website. They uh, all the experts will tell you if you're an artist, don't create a website unless people can buy off of your website. Now, you know, I'm I'm doing, sure, I love people to buy my art. I do have some art right now um, uh, in Ohio Art Market, which is in Uptown Westerville. Okay, yeah. Um, I've consigned some work there. So, but, oh, sure, sure, I'd like to make, I don't have to make a living selling my art, so I guess I'm Take like you'll accept the money, but it's not that you're. Yeah, in fact, how many pieces do you want to buy um, today? <laughs> all of them. She all wants of, all of them. The whole thing. Yep. Well, I just did a, an inventory. Of, I didn't realize how much stuff I had at Ohio Art Market in Westerville. It's a lot oh, more wow. than I thought. Huh. But anyway, um, cool. but but yes, no, you can't buy. I may do that sometime, but yeah, that really. sounds like work to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather spend my time promoting the. The coffee shop gallery and I dig it. And but you are you're promoting other artists too, which is phenomenal. And yeah. I think that that is that to me is probably one of the greatest compliments you can give an artist is yep. to say I validate you and what yeah. you're doing. You so, give somebody the confidence to show their own art. Mm-hmm. That's and, you, and that's you can't just it. That. You know, I've, I've worked with uh, some you know professional artists that's been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I work with what's called an emerging artist mm-hmm. and mid-career. And yeah. Just, I think artists are always looking for places to, and unfortunately I have, have a lot more people interested in exhibiting yeah. than I have time right. or space to yeah. exhibit. So we keeps you busy. Kind of, kind yes. of choose. Keeps you on your toes. Well, thank you so much for well, thanks coming for in. Having me. I would love talking to you. Well, I, I, feel uncomfortable talking on a microphone, even though I used to do fundraising on WOSU. It's like, I feel like I have a very droning, monotone you voice. You don't. You don't. <sighs> no. Oh, sorry. I, I put myself all, to sleep. You know what? As as an acting coach, I have to talk my students through, you're going to yeah. hate the sound of your voice. Because now I have somebody that I say to often, I hate the sound of my voice. Yeah. And I'm you like, sound, get over it. Yeah. yeah I sound a lot better in my head than yeah. I as we all and do. Everybody does. Everybody <laughs> yep. does. And nobody likes to hear themselves speak. Well, yep. so I'm sure some people do. I'm well, not one of them. I'm prob- used to it. I could probably and name a few people. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> probably the reasoning behind it. Maybe may more psychological, but yes. But anyway, thank Real you Real so quick, much. I do. Yeah. Uh, Don, what is my nickname for you? What is oh, the nickname God. that you have? I wondered if you were going to bring of that up. Of course I'm going to bring that up. And I, I tried be- to... Re- I think I remember how that Wait, all got started. Your nickname for him? No, no, no. no. Oh, you're Don no. has a nickname. Uh-oh. I'm so. called Don Don the Elephant. Don Boy? Don the Pretty Elephant. The Pretty Elephant. Yes. Okay. What? There that's... is a website called English, uh, which is English. Oh, that's is where it funny English? They, it's they um the it's 
signs in yes, Japan I or and then they basically like they're poorly translated mm-hmm. into English. Really and one was a T-shirt and it was just a kind of a rudimentary kind of <laughs> sketch of like a, an elephant. And it was Don Don the Pretty Elephant Loves You or something like that. So we <laughs> oh we started calling that, him that, Don Don that the started, Pretty Elephant. started when we worked what together. What a great yeah. name. I'm yes. sure you that I'd forgotten. It. I knew it was elephant something. Yeah. I couldn't, you know, at my age, I'm lucky to remember my real name. <laughs> Which, what is my real name? I, I forgot. Don, Don Don the Pretty Elf. <laughs> I mean, we just, we just learned it. I think I'm going to have to. I think I'm going to have to. I'm doubling reg- down here, man. I'm going to have to register a new domain name there, now. Oh, that's, a, that's a long website name. I don't know. But Don, easy Don, to remember. Elf. Yes, it is. But that's a lot of. Maybe I'll just name. do dondon.com. That's Don, probably Don, taken com. already. That's the whole reason I have DonScottGallery.com instead of DonScott.com is even in 2000, yeah. some musician out in the yeah. Southwest yeah. named Don Scott. Right. Yeah. I always yeah. remember people would always be like, oh, you name, is the airport named after you? Because there's Don Scott Air. So, yeah. so yeah. Ben, I have a question for you and yeah. maybe for you too. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you've both done what I've done is googled your name uh, and yeah, found course. out how many others there are. Yes. How, yeah. Are there many Ben Needenthal's? There's no other Ben Needenthal's. Uh, there's, uh, I mean, my my dad's law firm pays for SEO, so he <laughs> tends to rank higher than I do. Um, but uh, I, I, there's me after that, and there's a, an actress named Jacqueline Needenthal who 10 years ago or so was in a production of the secret garden mm-hmm. uh who oh. she played the little girl mm-hmm. and i've i've never met her but if if there's a need in all the odds of me being related to them is well, my, nearly 100 my ego was severely deflated when i yeah. found out there's a bazillion don scotts in the united states <laughs> yeah. all the way from yeah. a psychologist to another photographer in indiana yeah. to uh there used to be a news anchor in Detroit, I think now retired, Aww. that was a longtime news yeah. anchor at WJZ, isn't well, that? Well, Don a- Scott's a good broadcast name. It I'm is, Don Scott. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I've even thought of just going by Don with two N's, you know, to yeah. change. Don. 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 Scott. And Scott with one T. So Don Scott. Don. Yes. There is one other Krista Stoffer. I mean, there's. I'm sure there's more, but there's one that if there's but, only one, we must destroy her. <laughs> there's another one that actually a few people have said when I've looked up your name. She's like a farmer's wife in Wisconsin or something. She does a lot of videos about farming. Huh. People are like, well, clearly that's not you. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> what if it was? We should shoot one of you just like talking about farming. Like literally <laughs> rip off her farming. video from oh start gosh. to finish and then just put it Don't out there. Don't tempt me because you know. Oh, my God. It. That sounds Okay, no matter who you stalk, I mean, search <laughs> for <laughs> on the internet, yes. you find different you find, people oh, with the same name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you do. And you finally say, nope, that's not that's that funny. one. I'm not yeah. Well, yeah. Don, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yep. Thanks for having me. Land Media. Think big.